1: My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. This two-part series is really where I want to coach you guys on all the things you're worried about when it comes to the holidays. So this first one... We're going to be focused on Thanksgiving and all things Thanksgiving, and our next one will be focused more on the winter holidays, um, including holiday break, so just the holiday season, and so that's kind of the theme, and I wanted to teach you guys a couple of helpful tools, so just know things I'm teaching today, you can also apply to the winter holidays as well. Okay, so... The way I have found when I teach you guys things so that I'm not just talking at you, I want you to take a pen to paper and I want you to, when I prompt you to to really think about something and to have a reflection, I want you to write it down for yourself. Okay, so we have to be intentional. I just, when I was just recording this podcast episode with this guy today, we were talking about how you set an intention you know you set an intention before an experience so this this man was um teaches these workshops with his dad and he was talking about how before every workshop they set an intention and he was saying this one particular workshop their intention that they specifically set was good vibes only and so I thought, you know, that's exactly the point. When we set an intention, what we have is we have an anchor to come back to when things go off the rails. And he kind of told this story about how in the middle of this workshop, his dad said something that was super triggering to him. And he started finding himself like, not in the moment of teaching the workshop. And he sort of kind of got started going off the rails and he really, he had to like remove himself for a minute. He had to like take a break and like go outside. And he like left the stage that he was on. And he said, I just, I I knew I was in sort of a dysregulated state. He didn't say it like that, but that's basically what he was saying. But he, the way he was able to kind of recognize it and pull himself out and, and, and then be able to come back was that he remembered the intention. And in that moment, he was like, this does not feel like good vibes only. (laughs) This feels like the opposite of good vibes. So we want to set some intentions for the holidays. Okay. So if you think about the holiday season, Thanksgiving, okay why is this holiday why is it important to you to have a good holiday you know this season or really any season why is it important what is your intention for this thanksgiving holiday okay holidays and rituals represent something pretty important you know it's 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 like a whole life can happen. But when we have these anchored moments, oh, yeah, that Thanksgiving, remember when grandma, you know, farted at the table or whatever it is? But like these are the moments that create a life where we have these anchors to kind of grab onto. And I think it's like, Why do we want this to be a beautiful holiday? Because we want our kids to have good memories. We want them to think back on their childhood with fondness, right? Like even when it's something ridiculous like grandma farting at the table. But we really, it's like we want to have these rich family experiences because we want our kids to look back on their childhoods and to remember things and and for it to be a sweet memory. Right? For it to be a sweet memory. And right, like family is important. Like, why is that important to us for our kids to have beautiful holidays with family? Well, we want them to know they're rooted in family. This is where they come from. These are the people they come from. These are the people that love them. These are the people that have their back, right? That helps to shape their identity. We want them to have beautiful family. Memories. And it might not be that beautiful if grandma farts at the table, but it's still kind of beautiful because it's hilarious and laughing is joy. You know, it's it, it, we want joy filled memories. And I think it's important for us to kind of dissect that out of it and to understand why setting an intention is so important because I think it helps us not to get mired down in the. Moment when your kid's like, ugh, this turkey is gross, (laughs) you know, or whatever it is that they say, and you're like, no, you didn't. Don't worry, I'm gonna have a tool that helps you to stay and be relaxed, even during those moments where your kid says that thing that you were just hoping they weren't gonna say, or does that thing that you were just hoping they weren't gonna do. Um, you know, when we Get mired down in the just hoping it all goes smoothly. I think it's like we forget about the joy, it, we can kind of just skim over it. But when we come into it with a sense of pack leadership and we have a plan in place and we're very intentional about it, so we're talking about these things before in a couple of days, we're going to be going for Thanksgiving or we're going to be hosting. Thanksgiving and everybody's going to be coming over and it's going to be kind of a hectic day. You know, if you're hosting, it's going to be kind of a hectic day. So let's have a plan so we can all contribute to the day, right? Like that's what a good pack leader does. They don't just like wait for the day of and then hope that nothing goes wrong. It's like, no, we're talking about it ahead of time. We're setting it up. We're excited about it. I just had a master my mom the other day saying that her and her daughter stayed up late the other night because they were planning their pies. Like all of those moments are beautiful memories. And it, this is what I've learned the older I get, because I am not always the best planner or systems person at all. <laughs> to say I'm not the best is really being kind to myself because I really suck at it. Anytime you talk about something and have a plan ahead of time, It's just not stressful, right? Like it just takes the stress element out of it. You're just, you you feel like you're in the driver's seat of your brain. So I want you to think about what is your favorite holiday memory as a kid, okay? When it comes to either a, a special Thanksgiving memory or a special Christmas or a Hanukkah memory, um, Or whatever it is that you, you know, if you celebrate a different holiday, what is a special memory that stands out to you as a kid? Does anyone have one? Like my mom's stuffing, I'm about to send my 21-year-old daughter, she's doing Friendsgiving and at college. And I was like, oh, you got to make Mimi stuffing. It's the best. You know, my mom's stuffing is my favorite Thanksgiving memory delicious i look forward to it all year long so what is your memory it could be a food it could be you know for my kids we get together with extended family and with my youngest son that's when he's with two of his cousins that are his age and it's just cousin he just gets to be alone with his cousins and it's a whole day and then they have cousin sleepover and that's his special thing Maybe it was stressful. You felt your parents' stress. And so the holidays don't have such a special memory for you. And so therefore, you're really determined to create a different type of memory for your kids. So it might be that I don't have many holiday, you know, great holiday memories, and I want to do it differently for my kids. Now, if you think about a memory where you experienced some disappointment you know, maybe it's that it wasn't such, like my family never did that whole watching football, playing football. You know, I remember watching shows, like I think I watched an uh, an episode of Parenthood and like on a Thanksgiving, they're all cooking together and they're watching TV, they're watching the, you know, the sports and they're throwing a football. And it's not just the boys throwing a football. Everyone played football. And I'm like, that's so fun. I want that. I didn't grow up with that. What are you hoping to impart on your kids? So hard, right? It's actually easier to say the things we don't want than the things we do want. Fun with family, right? Fun with family. I mean, For me, I think a lot of us, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn, I don't know, you guys can agree or disagree with me. Like, I want to be a childhood magic maker. I want, like, like, I came to this adulthood table feeling like I didn't have the most magical childhood. I saw, I watched a lot of shows and family, fictional families, and it seemed like those kids were having some magical childhoods, but mine didn't feel so magical. And so I... I had a secret dream. I wasn't aware of it, but it drove so much of what I did, I think, because I was like, I want my kids to experience that magic. Like I sort of wanted to live vicariously through them. Or if I'm really, really honest, I wanted to be the parent that that gave my kids a magical childhood because I was going to be, you know, I was proving something, which that got in the way a lot of the time because I wanted it too bad. It came across as graspy. Are you having fun? Are you having fun? Are you having fun? They're like, relax, (laughs) relax. So, you know, really thinking, this is all going into defining your intention. Now, what gets in the way of the magical memories? Quite often, how many of you identify with Judgy relatives or the perception of judgy relatives. Maybe you've got picky eating kids and you're not sure if they're gonna eat anything and they don't always have the best manners and you know that aunt so-and-so or grandma or whoever is gonna be looking at your kids or maybe they fight with other kids a lot and you're worried they're gonna be mean to their cousins. Yeah, judgy mother-in-law, right? Judgy mother-in-law. Right. So we, it's like we uh, we were so scared of that judgment or that perceived judgment. Here's a little spoiler alert for you guys. Everybody who has a judgy somebody in your life, all judgment is actually a self projection. So if that judgy mother in law is judging your kids and judging you as a mom, I promise you, she judges the hell out of herself and she actually doesn't think she did that great of a job. And she's looking for evidence for other people who might be screwing it up even more than her or just as much to make herself feel better. Judgment is always, it really is about the person judging. And I get it when those little shitty comments come your way. It sucks. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to deal with that. So are you worried that (laughs) <laughs> your kid's going to do something and you're going to be embarrassed of their behavior right you're going to be embarrassed of your kids behavior you're going to be embarrassed if your kid acts like a kid and you know or if you have a a kid that has a lot of strong-willed behavior and is difficult for you a lot or gets in trouble at school a lot probably a decent likelihood that they're going to be displaying some of those less than ideal behaviors with all of the relatives and the onlookers. And then you're going to feel like they're all judging you because of your kid's less than ideal behavior. I mean, I think that's pretty common. I think it's pretty common to feel that way. So what gets in the way of you being that relaxed, present, calm, engaged, joy-filled parent? You know, what gets in the way for you? Sort of identify it because I think it's important to identify it because then when it shows up, you're kind of expecting it and you can have a plan in place how to deal with it, right? So identify what is the thing? Like if you think worst case scenario, worst case scenario, this happens, Hey, podcast listeners, I want to invite you to our weekend warm-up coaching call. We are doing a two-part series in November and December, which is how to prevent holiday hiccups and more. So if you're worried about judgy relatives, uh, that your kids might embarrass you in some way, Uh, raising grateful rather than entitled kids, raising kids that actually want to help you make that dish or or prepare to host that meal raising kids that are not just all about the presents and what's your plan for after the presents like that's usually when a lot a lot of times the shit show sort of ensues i want to help you with your plan for that just like i did for halloween Um, tips for surviving the long days of holiday breaks so we're going to do a two-part workshop series where i'm going to coach you guys i'm going to do some teaching i'm going to share my favorite tips and so part one is on november 18th at 2 p.m central part two is on december 16th at 2 p.m central and you can sign up it is totally free it is for my podcast listeners so i can get to know you guys Uh, go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend that's mastermindparenting.com forward slash weekend I
2: guess my uh, worst case scenario, we're having Thanksgiving at my sister-in-law's house. Her mm-hmm. and her husband don't have kids yet. Um, so she's like, oh, I've got a kid's table and I'm like kid proofing the loft and all this stuff. And I don't know what that means, what she thinks <laughs> that means. And Avery is like the badger and like high energy and I I guess worst case scenario is that he doesn't want to sit at the table because they're very much like classic, like dinner setting, everyone's sitting down and with little kids, that's not, that's not the case. They're all over the place. So my worst case scenario would just be that Avery like melts down and just the whole like shit just hits the fan. That's really
1: <laughs> okay. We know that it is going to be difficult for Avery to sit for an extended period of time at the table. Okay, and what about eating? Do you feel like he'll is he will he eat the food or is or not so much?
2: Um, somewhat. He'll most likely just eat the dinner rolls all night, which is fine. That's another thing that. Chris and I have both been vocal about when they bring it up of like eat your food, eat your food, and we're like just eat what you can, bud. Like we just kind of make that like a very not p- kind of passive aggressive. Like eat what your body tells you yeah. you want to eat um, in front of my in laws. Um, so food is kind of a touch and go. He, he might eat it, he might not.
1: Okay, hey, so do you think that it's necessary? For, for Avery to sit at the table as long as the adults sit at the table I personally don't okay it's much
2: easier if he's not sitting there
1: okay so so who is the actual pack leader of your child me
2: and my husband
1: yeah yeah so you're you've come you're gonna be gracious guests you're you you don't have to cook the meal. They're doing all yeah. the things. You get to show up. Let me tell you, I host a lot of holidays. It's a wonderful thing to get to go and <laughs> be the guest and just show up. Mm-hmm. And so what does a gracious guest truly do to be gracious? Um, <laughs> Just offer help if I can. They don't let their five-year-old hijack the meal.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and take up all the air in the room. Okay. And, and, and so if you're focused, let's just say your intention is to be a gracious guest. Mm -hmm. And by being a gracious guest, I show up as the pack leader of my children. I got two little kids. We're in a busy season of life. What they think I should or shouldn't be doing is their business. What Mm -hmm. I actually do to make sure that I stay intentional and I show up as a gracious guest is my business. And to show up as a gracious guest, I got to make sure that I set my kid up for success. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And what I know is that he may just eat dinner rolls. Okay, I'm cool with that. He may only be able to sit at the table For five minutes. Okay. What is he doing when he's not sitting at the table?
2: Probably running around, jumping off couches and (laughs) acting like he was raised in a barn.
1: (laughs) So how are we going to offset that and not allow that to happen? Because a gracious guest is not going to let their kid... Mm -hmm. They're going to set, they're going to let their kid know from the very beginning, even way before we go there. Mm -hmm. These are, these are the expectations. Yeah. We're showing up to aunt so-and-so's house and we're going to have Thanksgiving and you're going to get and there. And this time there's going to be another kid there, which is going to be super awesome and fun. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to let you know, kind of how it's going to go. We're going to go. We're all going to hang. You guys are going to be able to run around. We'll watch you outside. You'll get to, you know, check it all out. I think they have kind of a cool backyard or whatever it is. Then you'll run around. And then when it's time to eat, we'll wash our hands. And then we're going to get our plates of food. And we're going to come and we're going to sit down and we're going to eat our meal. We're going to put our napkins on our lap, push our chairs in and after we eat we're going to look at the host and and make sure and say like thank you so much that was delicious because mm-hmm. when somebody makes you food it's really it's really lovely and so we're going to say thank you that was delicious and then when you've been sitting too long enough that your body wants to be away from the table you're going to whisper to me mommy mommy may i be excused and i I'm going to say, sure, let me get you, let me help you get set up because when all the adults are still eating, it's going to be quiet activities time. And so we're going to bring a little bag and I'm going to have some special things in there that maybe you haven't seen. And, you know, we're going to put, have some, some, you know, crayons and some mazes and some different things, maybe a few little new little toys to play with or whatever to share. With your cousin and to play and we're gonna and, and and I'm gonna be okay with you doing some quiet activities close by. And then when the adults are finished and we we help clear the table and we ask how we can be helpful because that's what that's what <laughs> you do when you're a gracious guest, then it'll be time to get to run around outside and play again. And either me or dad'll be or 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 uncle so and so or aunt so and so. We'll always make sure an adult's with you guys to supervise and then it'll be time to go and run around and play again. What about running around and playing or jumping on things inside the house on the furniture? What do you think about that? And if he's like, I think it sounds great, you know, just be (laughs) like, I know we're kind of loosey-goosey about that stuff in our house. But when we go to other people's houses, a lot of people don't want you you know, doing that in their house. And so we got to really respect the rules of the household. So I think it's really important for you to remember bottoms go on the furniture. You can sit on the furniture and running around in the house, especially when you got too many, it's just, it makes it too crazy. So you can run around outside, inside, we'll have a special bag for you to do the quiet activities when you want to be, you know, it's a, so remind me what happens when we get there and see, we established the rules we what we are doing is we're setting expectations we're we're letting him know the boundaries involved it's not okay to run around in the house but instead of just like we're letting him know what he can do where he can run ar- around where he can expect to run around how the night's going to go we're taking the uncertainty out of it okay and we're going to be repeating it and we're going to be going over it see what happens here this this pack leadership plan is we're putting so much bandwidth on the front end. So we're not crossing our fingers and hoping that it goes well. We're setting it up to go well. He knows exactly what to expect. And Mm -hmm. if all of a sudden he forgets and he starts running around, you or your husband are gonna go over to him. You're gonna take him, you're gonna pick him up and you're gonna take him outside and you're gonna say, buddy. It seemed like you forgot the rules about the running around inside. Do you need to move your body for a few minutes? I'm still eating. I'm still at the table. I'm almost done. Do you need to do a few loops and then we can go back inside? It's okay. You just forgot. You're a little kid. You're learning. Your behavior so far has been beautiful. You've been such a gracious guest. I hope you feel proud. See, so if he starts to Take up all the air in the room, hijack the household, ruin the holiday for other people. We're gonna rein it in quickly. You show up with that plan, you've talked about it ad nauseum, <sighs> set them up for success. You've also sold it a little bit. Like it's gonna be so much fun. Normally you've been the only kid. Now you got baby brother there, you now you got a cousin there. Like this is gonna be a real and we're going to have, and we're going to have this special quiet activities bag. And I bet your cousin's going to be so excited that there's going to be some really fun things for you guys to do and play with. I'm not worried about you, bud. We're going to have so much fun. You know, look, your pack leadership, it has improved so much and you just have to, you have to manage the sentences in your, like, he's going to, he's going to ruin it. He's going to ruin it for other people. And it's Mm -hmm. like, if we shifted that sentence to, I'm going to ruin it for other people. Yeah. If you don't show up in this way, you are going to ruin it for other people because you're not going to be the pack leader. Your kid needs you to be in those moments. Yeah. yeah. No, you're not going to ruin it. You're cool and awesome and with it and you're capable and you're like, I got this, this, and I don't have to cook a damn thing, you know, (laughs) or I have to cook one thing and bring it like, This is not the way it's always going to be. I'm kind of getting, you know, uh, an off the hook card because I got two little kids. Like I'm milking the hell out of this. I guess I'll go ahead and teach you my favorite tool. My favorite tool to use during the holidays or really anytime, but it's especially hilarious during the holidays is my, but of course they did tool. So in setting up the, but but of course they did tool. Okay. This is what I want you to remember. If you're traveling to visit family or all of a sudden getting together with family that you don't get together with all the time, you know, it's almost like we get temporary amnesia like we do during childbirth. It's like all of a sudden, if you have multiple children and you're you're in childbirth, you're like, how did I forget how terrible this is? um and we get that amnesia right so we just forget we forget and it's what the mind does to sort of like you know recover it's like if we lived in how awful something was we would never do certain things again so our brain plays tricks on us so we get temporary amnesia when we're around people that we know very well because guess what mom's gonna mom and dad's gonna dad all the ways that mom mommed that drove you crazy and i mom that drives my kids crazy and like you know you've got their numbers people are who they are and mother in law is going to mother in law and sister in law is going to sister in law right and all of it and your crazy nephew is going to crazy nephew people are going to show up exactly As they are and as they do, and where the real stress and tension comes from is we argue with reality that it should be different. We should all over ourselves. We have manuals for people, even though Mom has given her disapproving look or said, you know, made comments like, "Hmm, really, want a second piece of chocolate pie?" You know, whatever it is, um, even though you know this is who they've always been, you argue with reality that they should be different. And that's where so much tension comes in. But what if, okay, I know this is a crazy radical idea. What if we just expected mom to mom and sister in law to sister in law and, and yada, yada, yada? What if we just expected it? What if we gamified it? What if we turned it into something kind of fun that we could laugh about later? So the, but of course they did tool is you're just sort of looking for those moments and you're sort of keeping a tally in your head and you have an accountability buddy. So maybe your accountability buddy is your sister or your husband or your brother, right? Like me and my siblings do this all the time with stuff with my dad, right? But of course he lied about this thing. And then when we called him on it, he denied it and changed the subject. But of course, oh my gosh. Oh, wait, wait till you hear this one. No, 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 no. That's nothing. I'm going to top you, right? Like I I I got you and I'm going to raise you because listen listen to this but of course they did. Then when I was, you know, coming out of the bathroom and I was pulling up my pants, you know, right? I wasn't even like finished and she was waiting for me right after and she said this thing or he did this thing. So you kind of gamify and you gamify it by playing the, but of course they did game. And so pick your accountability buddy, ex, You know, explain to them the way the game works and um, and then have some fun with it. And it will totally change how you feel when you have these, but of course they did moments instead of getting all worked up. It's like, you've got content. You know, it's like you've got hilarious content. Um, Okay, guys, that is our call for today. And that was part one of our Happier Holidays segment. Um, And I look forward to part two next month. So be on the lookout for those emails. Bye. So I checked back in with Dorian afterwards because... Of course, I needed to know how it went. So I think about, I mean, seriously, you guys, I when I coach you on these things, I get a little obsessed because I'm like, I need to know, did it go according to plan? Give me an update. Give me the scoop. So anyway, Dorian gave me an update and I wanted to share it with you guys. So take it away, Dorian.
0: Thanksgiving went really well. There were a few instances where we had to take him outside and kind of calm him down. It was mostly that my niece, she's four, uh, was pushing his buttons and not listening to what he was telling her. Um, And, like, he'd say no or stop. Or whatever, and she would not stop. She was, yeah, you know, she just would not stop. And so I was like, Nobody, I feel you. That's really frustrating. She didn't listen to you when you told her to stop. He was like, Yeah. I said, hey, well, I'm going to take some deep breaths and we're going to go back in. And we did. And he did really, really, really well. He stayed up way past his bedtime which also wasn't helping things in terms of like the pushing of the buttons but um for either kid <laughs> really but he did really really well and uh, I think we only had to remind him once like no jumping on the couch but that was also like past his bedtime already so like he was starting to get squirrely like it was almost time for us to like wrap it up and get out of there um but he sat at the table and he ate his food and he sat and waited until the adults were done for him to like get up and leave the table. It was amazing. I did not think it was going to like, initially I didn't think that it would go well. And then I got coached and then I was like, Hey, game plan. We prepped him and, uh, And it went
1: really well. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs, and if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's Mastermind underscore Parenting. Um, and you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better. And, um,